0: Welcome to another episode of Football 360. I'm your host, Kareem Timbers. Very excited to join you this week as we enter week 10 of the college football season. The first playoff rankings have come out, so we'll get into that. We'll also discuss some uh, key college football news, a lot going on on and off the field this past week. Discuss the top 25 matchups for week 10. Also discuss the NFL trade deadline, a lot of big moves in NFL and key matchups for week nine. So let's get right to it. Starting off the college football playoff rankings. The Tennessee Volunteers, yes, indeed, they are ranked number one. Uh, No surprise there. This is the best the Tennessee Volunteers have looked since the days of Peyton Manning, Peerless Price, and Dwayne Goodrich back in that national championship run back in the day. Uh, They're led by senior transfer Hendon Hooker. This kid is electrifying, natural leader. Um, has done a great job commanding that offense, commanding that team. Um, and hey, they're rolling. He's the he's clear. He's a clear favorite right now for the Heisman Trophy. Then we have number two, Ohio State. Yes, Ohio State did survive a tough matchup at Penn State last week, as I discussed. Penn State is a tough team, tough to play at uh, at Penn State Stadium. Uh, I know from past experience. Then we have number three. Yes, the Georgia Bulldogs are still in it. Obviously, their strength of schedule has hurt them. That's why they moved down to number three. We have number four, Clemson, who's always been good. Uh, Been a steady program uh, the last uh, seven to ten years, all right, under Dabble Sweeney. Then we have number five under Coach Jim Harbaugh, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. They had a a tough matchup, at least early on, against Michigan State in the state rivalry game, but then pulled away with victory, and then you got The two outside teams outside the top five at number six, Alabama and Nick Saban, the Crimson Tide. They are right there always, right there in that that kind of window uh, this time of year, you know, to to get poised to make a college football playoff run. So be able to look out for them. And then another my underdog team of the year I've been talking about every week for the last few weeks, TCU Horned Frogs. They are for real. They are number seven. So outside looking in, um, they have to win out. Point blank period. Have to went out and went out decisively. A lot of the games they've come back and won. Um, they have to win pretty decisively. They want to get mentioned um, in the college football playoff when when it comes time for the committee to make that decision. So those are the top five, top seven teams. And we'll get right into the college football news this week. Uh, Auburn University fires head coach Brian Harson after two seasons with a nine and twelve record. You know, this is big business. As we discussed, Paul Chris was dismissed earlier this year from University of Wisconsin amongst the Georgia Tech head coach and uh, and AD. Um, this is it's a billion-dollar business. You know, it's all about win now. And com- playing in the top conference in college football in the SEC, you, you got to be competitive. And Auburn just wasn't that, uh, which they've always been a very physical and competitive team. And then the bigger news talking about the Michigan-Michigan State game, uh, rivalry matchup. These young men know each other from youth football, high school, college, from being in-state in Michigan. And more of what happened off the field is being talked about than what happened on the field. If you didn't get a chance to see, it's uh, a video that surfaced this past week, actually right after the game, uh, playing um, in Ann Arbor. I recall playing in Ann Arbor as a college athlete at the University of Wisconsin. Old school, big giant stadium. You kind of walk in, and it's a big, big bowl stadium. Uh, there's one way in, one way out. Um, my thought is, as from the coaches, the security personnel for each team, uh, you shouldn't allow Michigan and Michigan State both to be coming through the the same tunnel. That's number one at the same time. Um, there's been a better pro- protocol in place for that, uh, but there was obviously an altercation that took place. Um, There was a Michigan player who seems to be by himself or kind of away from his teammates being getting uh, jumped by a few Michigan State players. Uh, Michigan State um, dismissed four players uh, right away after the incident. But there's been another four players have been recently dismissed. Uh, So it's a no win situation. Um, You know, your emotions are running high after a tough loss to another in-state rival. Um, you know, some of the guys, as I stated, you might have um, friendships with or bad blood with them just from in-state going to rival high schools, things of that nature. And then you let them your emotions get the worst of you by making a bonehead decision to uh, cause physical harm to somebody off the field, and now you're off the team, your scholarship's gone. And according to Jim Harbaugh, they're looking to press criminal charges. So it's just not a good situation for another players involved in the situation Um, and a tough lesson learned. All right. Switching gears, get into the top matchups for week 10. We're going to go in reverse order here. So I'll start with number 25, University of Central Florida at Memphis this weekend. I'm taking University of Central Florida. Then we have number 22 versus number 21. Number 22, NC State versus number 21, Wake Forest. Wake Forest looked terrible last week, but somehow found a way to win. Uh, I'm going to take NC State on the upset alert. Yes, I'm going to take the Wolfpack and NC State to beat Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest, they've just might might have hit that that roadblock. Some teams hit that roadblock either early in the year, but you do not want to hit that roadblock this time of year when you're gearing up for the the heart of your uh, college football schedule. Uh, Rivalry games and leading into a potential cost of playoff or a bowl game berth. So I'm going to take NC State to win that. All right. Then we're going to talk about number 20, Syracuse at Pitt. Uh, Syracuse, they've fell off the wagon the last two weeks. I know it was a trap game playing Notre Dame last week. They lost two in a row Clemson and then Notre Dame. But I'm going to take Syracuse to bounce back this week and beat Pitt on the road then we have number 19 Tulane at Tulsa I'm going to take number 19 Tulane to win that matchup we have number 18 Oklahoma State at Kansas I'm going to take Oklahoma State to win that we have number 17 North Carolina at Virginia I'm going to take the Tar Heels we have number 16 Illinois yes Illinois is slowly creeping up they're already at 16 they play Michigan State Michigan State just all that's transpired here in the last week Uh, With the the team loss, um, you got eight players now suspended indefinitely and and possibly facing some severe uh, charges. Uh, I just don't think they're going to be in the right place uh, to come out in the right mindset for victory. So I'm going to take Illinois to win that matchup. Then we have number 15, Penn State at Indiana. Penn State let Ohio State off the hook last week, but I think they're going to bounce back and win a pretty decisive uh, victory over Indiana. We also have number 14, Utah versus Arizona. I'm going to take the Utah Utes. We have number 13, Kansas State at number 24, Texas. I'm going, this is my upset alert pick. I'm taking the Texas Longhorns at number 24 to upset Kansas State uh, this weekend. You heard it here first, so be on the lookout for that matchup. We also have number 12, UCLA at Arizona State. I'm going to take the Bruins to win that. We have number 9, USC at Cal. I'm going to take the Trojans and Caleb Williams. We have number eight Oregon at Colorado. Oregon has been on a tear, as I stated, since losing uh, and having an embarrassing loss to Georgia Week One. Uh, they're right in the mix. I'm going to take Oregon to win that one. We have number seven TCU. TCU has to dominate this game. They want to have a chance. As I stated, in the College Football Playoff, they cannot play around Texas Tech. They they looked rough last week. I'm going to take TCU to win this one uh, by two scores. Then we have number six, Alabama, at number 10, LSU. LSU's back in the mix after a slow start to the season, but I'm going to take the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, and the Crimson Tide to win that matchup. We have number five, Michigan at Rutgers. Michigan's going to run a ball down the throat with Corum, who's uh, currently on the list as a Heisman watch finalist. So, Keep a lookout for this young man. He, like I said, he's been running hard all season. I'm going to take Michigan and win that one big. We have number four Clemson at Notre Dame, Notre Dame. They, they show up here and there. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame. Yes. The fighting Irish has the underdog pick to beat number four Clemson. That's my, that's my underdog pick of the week. We have number two, Ohio state at Northwestern. I'm, t- I'm telling you from experience, it's tough to play at Northwestern. It's like, You know, playing at a uh, high school atmosphere, they dink and dunk the ball down the field. They're not very fancy, and they kind of allow you to sleep. Ohio State has had trouble at Northwestern in the past, like many Big Ten foes. But I'm going to take Ohio State and C.J. Stroud to get back on track after a slow start last week against Penn State to win big at Northwestern. And then... The game of the year thus far. Yes, number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. Stetson Bennett, the Georgia Bulldog national champion versus Hendon Hooker and number one, Tennessee. This is the game of the year. You know, I like Georgia, but man, what I've been seeing from Tennessee, high-flying offense, the way they played together as a team, the energy they bring up to the field, I'm taking number one, Tennessee to beat Georgia should be on the lookout for that switching gears uh, week nine NFL news obviously we I mentioned the NFL trade deadline so some key notable trades I'll briefly go over here Uh, we had Naheem Hines the former NC State Wolfpack running back who played for the Colts with Jonathan Taylor is now a Buffalo Bill the Bills traded Zach Moss and a 2023 conditional six-round pick for Naheem Hines Hines brings an added element to that offense being able to catch the ball out the backfield he's a three down back um he's actually pretty good in the return game as well so that gives an extra element for that buffalo bills explosive offense along with the young uh cook um uh, so dalvin cook's younger bro- brother so uh, they got a nice one two punch and some young guys that can do a little bit of everything there all right also calvin Ridley, yes the uh Receiver specialist for the Atlanta Falcons, former Alabama uh, receiver. Obviously, was suspended this year for the Falcons for gambling on NFL games. Suspended for the whole year. The Falcons got rid of him this week, sent him over to Jacksonville. Jacksonville slowly acquiring the right pieces for that team um, and for that team to be successful. Uh, Travis Etienne has, has obviously been stepping up. It's been nice to see him healthy this year. The Falcons, in return, get a 2023 fifth-round pick along with a 2024 conditional fourth-round pick. Then we have the Denver Broncos made some moves. Yes, they got rid of their a premier pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, sending him to the Miami Dolphins um, in the 2025 fifth-round pick. Okay, so they sent him in a 2025 fifth-round pick to the Dolphins in exchange. The Broncos get Chase Edmonds, tailback, a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick. But the Dolphins are in win-now mode. Now you add a pass rusher to that team. They also got Jeff Wilson uh, Jr. from the 49ers. So the Dolphins are making some good moves and doing what they need to do to support Tua and that in that Dolphins uh, organization. I'm, I had to take a deep pause there because this next pick here, I'm still scratching my head, and I'll probably get further into because I've been beyond furious. The Chicago Bears... Um, I understand we need receivers, but at what cost? The Bears traded their second-round pick that they acquired in exchange for getting rid of their best football player, uh, Roquan Smith. We'll get into that a little bit later. For Chase Claypool. Claypool, he's a big physical receiver. He's unproven. And you trade your franchise linebacker, okay, NFL leading tackler this year, and the second leading tackler since 2018 to the Baltimore Ravens, and the second-round pick that you get for him, you give him up for Chase Claypool. Claypool, man, no offense to you, okay, but this is just not not a fair trade. The Bears organization, uh, we'll get into that later, but it's very dysfunctional. Um, in exchange, as I stated. The Steelers get a 2023 uh, second-round pick from the Chicago Bears. The Minnesota Vikings got a little better this week, and they've already been playing well. They get T.J. Hawkinson from the uh, NFC North rival Detroit Lions. They also get a fourth-round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth-rounder. Two fourth-round picks, and T.J. Hawkinson, who is a big physical tight end. And in exchange, the Lions get a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-rounder, all right? Um, As I stated, Roquan Smith went to the Baltimore Ravens. Very surprised by the move. Uh, The Bears, man, just can't get out their own way. Uh, You know, that's a a bigger story. We'll get into that. But in exchange, the Bears get A.J. Klein, a linebacker. He, he, Yeah, exactly. And a 2023 second-rounder and a 2023 fifth-rounder. But you got to think about the second round pick they're getting exchanged back from Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens are going to be in the playoffs. We all know this. So essentially, a second round pick is going to be a third round pick in exchange for the second round pick they gave up. All right, for Roquan Smith. But, you know, I'm disgusted with that. All right. Uh, Kadarius Toney from New York Giants, uh, very athletic, skilled receiver who has been having some injuries. The Chiefs, they know how to plug and play guys like that who are fast who uh know how to separate themselves in space and become matchup nightmares. The Chiefs picked up Kadarius Tony from the New York Giants in exchange the Giants get a 2023 third-rounder and a 2023 sixth-round pick. All right. Let's get right into NFL matchups now for Week 9. The Philadelphia the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles and potential MVP Jalen Hurts They play a game tomorrow night against the Houston Texans. The Eagles are going to win that very decisively. They also added Robert Quinn, as I stated, from the Chicago Bears, who should now get a chance to pin his ears back and get after the quarterback uh, with the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles to win that matchup decisively. We had the L.A. Rams at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry, excuse me, the L.A. Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take the Chargers and, and Herbert to win that game pretty decisively. We have the Miami Dolphins, as I stated, added Bradley Chubb, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. Anyway, two has been playing, coming back off the concussion protocol, and the Bears just continue to get worse. I just feel bad for that organization. I'm sorry. I feel bad for the players. I feel bad for the fan base in Chicago here. Uh, When the organization is dysfunctional and toxic, you get rid of your best player. And I understand the business side of it, right? you you got a new head coach, a new GM. You're trying to establish, you know, not only um, the leadership but a power move that was made. There were Roquan Smith being your best player and has control of that locker room. You get rid of the two veteran guys that really got that young team and Justin Fields uh, together. Robert Quinn and now Roquan Smith, uh, the best linebacker. I'm telling you right now, to come to Chicago, come through Chicago since Urlacher. Okay, he's he's that good, um, and Bears, they have no front seven. You're not going to get a pass rush. You have two young rookies in the secondary who are going to be staple players in that, in that team, but no pass rush. It's going to get ugly. I'm going with Miami Dolphins at Chicago this weekend. Then we have the Carolina Panthers at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals look pretty terrible on Monday night against their rival, the Browns. Um, the Browns have had the Bengals number, point, point blank, period. I'm going to take the Bengals at home to bounce back I know they, they haven't been the same without Jamar Chase out there, but I'm looking for the Bengals to bounce back this week and beat the Panthers. Then we had the Green Bay Packers who have struggled, and I've said every week, you know, you have no pat, you have no offensive line, um, no receivers. Okay, um, the defense hasn't played that great either because they've been on the field majority of the time. That's what happens when your offense is not doing what they need to do. They're playing NFC North rival the Lions. And believe it or not, I'm going to take the Lions this week for victory. Yes, I said it. At Detroit, I'm going to take the Lions to get after Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to take the Lions for the upset win. Okay. Then we have the Annapolis Colts at the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots to win that matchup. We have the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are steady, fine-tuning that team, bringing in Naheem Hines, Davis White, the All-Pro corner. Is also going to be looking to come back to action here in the next couple of weeks off the torn ACL. So the team's only getting better. They're going to be they're, all, they're right now they're my AFC favorite for the for the Super Bowl. Um, I have the Bills Eagles Super Bowl right now. You heard it here first. That's my prediction as of right now. They're, the Bills are taking on the Jets. The Jets have steadily gotten better each week, but losing your your best uh, young offensive weapon in Brees Hall. We got Michael Carter's got a Pick up a little more of the slack on the offense there. Uh, But I'm going to take Buffalo to win that matchup. We had Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Commanders. I'm going to take the Vikings and their new tight end, TJ Hawkinson, to get after. We have the Raiders who just seem to struggle from week to week. I can't tell you what's going on. I don't know if the guys are just uh, at the blackjack table every night. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders, but they're not looking good at all. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence to win that matchup. We have the Seahawks. Geno Smith has surprised and looked really good. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for Geno. Uh, the Seahawks are on the road at Arizona. But with Hopkins getting back in the full swing, I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins and, and the Arizona Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Then we have the L.A. Rams at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, as you know, have struggled very much this season. They're going to continue to struggle. And I'm going to take the L.A. Rams. Um, to win that matchup, we also have the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are rolling, as I stated, adding new weapons to that high-powered offense. And Kadarius Tony, um, ne- Nico Hardman has actually come into full swing the last few weeks. Uh, Juju, Juju, Juju Schuster is also playing very well in the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take that. Chiefs offense to get after him this week. And then the Monday night football matchup. Yes, the game last game of the week. We have the Baltimore Ravens and Roquan Smith. Yes, making his NFL debut with the Ravens taking on the Saints in New Orleans. I'm going to take Baltimore to to get it together there. Real establish a smash mouth run defense and get after the Saints. That's it for my time this week. Until next time, I'm your host, Kareem Timbers, signing off at Football 360.